Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. and so blessed to be with you for the next hour. And I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. You just heard the number. The number to call to be on the air is 303-690-3000. And so it's always good to grab one of those open lines early in the show as we get started here. Again, welcome all you who are listening on Grace FM, uh, all along the front range from Fountain, uh, even parts of Pueblo, Fountain, Colorado Springs, 101.7. Welcome. Have lots of good friends down there in that area and I'd uh, love to hear from you guys down in the Colorado Springs area, Fountain and Pueblo. Give me a call. And I'd uh, love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, 303-690-3000. And then, of course, as we uh, have 89.7, a powerful signal up here in the metro area of Denver and up into northern Colorado into southern Wyoming, we want to welcome you as well here today on Calvary Live. I want to also welcome all the listeners on Hope FM and Truth FM on the East Coast. And uh, as you have the opportunity to call in as well, 303-690-3000 is the number for you, for anyone that is uh, able to call in the United States. Maybe you're listening on your app, on your smartphone or your tablet. Uh, Give me a call. Or maybe you're on the Grace FM webpage on your computer I just want to welcome all the online listeners. What a great tool and and technology allows us to be able to be blessed. And we have listeners, actually, that listen from all over the world. And so what a blessing that is. But if you're anywhere in the United States, give me a call at 303-690-3000. is the number to call to be on the air. And you can call, and we'll have a conversation. You can ask your questions. Maybe you got a question about the Bible. Maybe you got a question about Christian living or our worldview on certain things. Love to be able to just converse with you, go to the Word of God, and uh, to look and seek truth. And we want to be able to do that. Also, there is a second means for you to be able to uh, ask a question or give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. And if you do text, as we always uh, want to uh, confirm with you, just do it safely, okay? 720-336-0897. And so if we have time at the end of the show uh, or during the show at any time, we will go to those text questions, and you can ask your questions or give your prayer requests. And so welcome, everyone, today as we end the work week, as uh, we end the school week. Uh, let's end it on a positive note. Maybe you're in traffic somewhere in the metro area. Maybe you're working out uh, as I, I know they're finishing harvesting uh, here in northeast Colorado. Uh, maybe you're out on a tractor. Maybe you're out working in the oil fields. Uh, just so appreciate all you who work so hard. And uh, what a blessing it is that you're able to listen to Grace FM 
and to be able to um, just uh, uh, tune in. And if you have opportunity, give me a call at 303-690-3000. Also, just love uh, being able to talk to you guys on the East Coast. We welcome you as well. I'm so blessed to be a part of your lives. Uh, And uh, we welcome uh, anyone to call in, uh, whether you're listening online on the East Coast or or, uh, you are listening here live on Grace FM. Hey, those of you here in Colorado and southern Wyoming, we got our first taste of winter and uh, hope you fared well. And so we are in that time of the year where the weather can change so quickly on Wednesday afternoon, I was taking a little run in, in a park here in Greeley at 2.30 in the afternoon before service. It was 81 degrees, and by the time Wednesday night service was over uh, on Wednesday night, uh, it was snowing, and that's how quickly it changed. Matter of fact, we had a 70-degree change in 24 hours. And those of you on the East Coast, you might be thinking, wow, that's extreme, and that can happen in Colorado. One of the things I so appreciate about the Word of God is the Word of God never changes. And so we have the privilege to be able to go to the Word of God, to be able to uh, be able to be blessed and to uh, be able to uh, get truth. And so we invite you, 303-690-3000. We have an open line, so grab one of those open lines. Text line 720-336-0897. This is Calvary Live. I'm Pastor Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. So let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's go to Mark in Aurora. Hi, Mark. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you today? Uh, good. Heading home from work, so that's a good thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> a, a friend of mine and I were just reading through the Bible, and, and we came up with a question. I, I have heard this term quite a bit often, but I never really understood what it meant. Um, we went to the web, you know, because there's all kinds of truth on the web, right? Um, the term is, <laughs> yeah, you can believe everything, right? <laughs> everything, everything, right. Uh, the term is Olivet Discord. I, right. I'm still confused at what exactly that is. The Olivet Discourse, um, you'll hear that word discourse in different teachings that, that Jesus did. Um, the Upper Room Discourse uh, that you read about in John's Gospel uh, that are chapters 13 through 17 of John's Gospel, Jesus' teaching. So the Olivet Discourse is recorded in the Synoptic Gospels in uh, Matthew chapter 24 and Mark chapter 13, and then also in Luke's Gospel chapter 21. And it's the last, uh, one of the last few days of Jesus' ministry before his crucifixion. He is walking across the Temple Mount area in Jerusalem with his disciples, he's headed towards the Mount of Olives. During that last week uh, that he is in Jerusalem during Passover, he never stayed the night in Jerusalem. He would go up to the Mount of Olives. Um, And so as he's walking across, they're commenting on the temple, uh, the beautiful, ornate stones that were used uh, uh, to build the second temple. So Jesus said, I tell you, that the time's going to come when not one stone will be left upon another. He would then leave, cross the Kidron Valley as he left the Temple Mount area, go up on the Mount of Olives, and his disciples come to him. And the disciples uh, said to him, 
you know, when will these things be? That is the destruction of the temple. And what's going to be the sign of your coming? So they equated the temple being destroyed, that Jesus said this temple's going to be destroyed, not one stone's going to be left upon another. They were absolutely floored by that. They equated the temple being destroyed uh, with um, the end of the time in his second coming. So he begins to explain to them, and he begins to answer their question. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke all have a little bit different emphasis on the what is called the Olivet Discourse. He's on the Mount of Olives. He's given this teaching. Matter of fact, it's the second, I believe, longest teaching that we have of Jesus in the Gospels next to the Sermon on the Mount that is in Matthew's Gospel. So he begins to tell them about the signs of the end, his second coming, the Great Tribulation. He, in Luke's narrative, puts an emphasis on the destruction of the temple and how um, the Romans are going to come in and take the Jews away captive to all the nations. And and so there's an emphasis there. So basically, the Olivet Discourse is Jesus talking to his disciples. Um, I believe that it is in um, one of the Synoptic Gospels that it specifically says four of his disciples that came to him, and he talks about the temple being destroyed and the signs of his coming, and, and specifically about the second coming of Jesus Christ. So that's all of it, discourse. Okay. Well, that clears it up. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, take a look at it and read it. It's very important. And, um, you know, because they they were wondering, you know, when is the coming of the Lord? So I think uh, it's a good way to really start. You said you and your friend are reading the Bible to really get a good introduction to end-time prophecy, because there can be a tendency with Christians to ignore it, and you don't want to ignore it, and it's a very important teaching. So I hope as you grow in it, you know, and you read it, that you can have understanding, and that'll open up, you know, just your heart and, and your eyes to the to the coming of the Lord, and it's, it's, it's a great comfort uh, when we read that. Amen. Okay, Mark? Great. Amen. Thank Hey, have a great weekend, okay? Yeah, hey, you too. Thanks. You bet. 303-690-3000. When somebody hangs up, that means that there's an open line, so we're going to continue. You know, the Olivet Discourse is, is such an incredible teaching uh, that Jesus gave on the Mount of Olives there to his disciples about his coming. And as Christians, we are in the book of Revelation on Wednesday nights, and we've been in that section of the second coming of Jesus Christ in chapter 19 and then the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of thought, and there's, uh, I think, even some misunderstanding in today's teaching and some of the doctrine that's out there. Uh, but the Bible makes it very clear that Jesus Christ is going to come back. We're going to come back with him. He's going to establish his kingdom for a thousand years, and we're all going to be a part of that. And it brings great comfort to me to know that our future is with Christ and coming back with him and also to rule and reign with him. And uh, that does something to me. It, it does a number of things. Number one, it causes me to not be too enamored with this world. And and then second of all, uh, John said in his epistle that he who has this hope, that is the return of the Lord when we see him, 
purifies himself, it causes me to want to live for him. And so um, it's important that we be waiting, that we be watching, that we continue to occupy till he comes. And I believe he can come in any moment. So, hey, um, want to continue with the phone lines? 303-690-3000. Let's go to Eric in Fort Collins. Hi, Eric. Hey, Pastor Figs. How are you? Good. How are you, Eric? I'm doing really great. I'm, uh, I'm blessed. I have a, a job, and um, I'm in the, in the Word quite a bit. Um, Good. Yeah. Yeah, keep in the Word. Yes, sir, I, I will. Um, I'm calling because um, I'm currently serving a, uh, a one-year or a one-year and three-month sentence at work release. It's called it's a work release program in the Larimer mm-hmm. County uh, judicial system. Right. And um, it was it's actually, I just got my first two felonies, and um, I'm only 28. And, um, you know, thank the Lord that they dropped a couple other felonies, and uh, they gave me this work release option instead of prison. And um, But uh, I got some good news. The, uh, the Lord's been working in my life, and um, he's actually led me to a... Uh, to a Bible study that I'm leading in this program, and uh, I've been doing it for since I've got into work, at least, which has been a month. So um, I'm calling um, for first off prayer for that, and also I just want to thank you per- personally because I've, I was incarcerated for four and a half months, and I my whole time, the first three months, I just kind of just well, I was bitter and I was just into my own my own ways. And I first accepted Christ in 2013, and after three weeks, I lost everything, even my commissary money, due to um, uh, an unfortunate event where I kind of gave out some money, a lot of money, to another um, celly of mine, and um, to bond him out, and he ended up not paying me back. But, you know, that doesn't even matter. The Lord's blessed me in, in a lot of other ways, and money is not, it's not an important thing. But... um uh, you know, I found I found the Lord again. I found Christ, and um, that God. was like that was my saving grace, Pastor Figs. It really was. Um, I've been leading a, a pretty rough road this past year because last year my wife left me and went back to Houston, and um, you know I was I was a pretty horrible husband, and that's one thing that God's really showed me is He, he made me sit down with myself and and realize the person that I am and the person that He wants me to be. And so it really set a fire in my soul, and um, yeah. I'm just I'm praising Him every day and every every hour of the Good. day. You know, I'm a dishwasher at Village Inn on Harmony, and Good it's a you. job. It, it's a job that I can eat food. I can I can listen to to uh, Grace Amen. FM. You know, it's it's awesome. And I just want to thank you for what you do and for the ministry that you have on Grace FM, and for your encouragement because you guys. Have given me so much encouragement in that four and a half years in that in that jail, and yeah. it's it's just amazing. I I just I love Grace yeah. FM. Well, it's it's such an encouragement to hear that, Eric, and and just listening to you, you know, the Lord loves you, and and you stay close to the Lord, and it really is, you know, Calvary Live, and the pastors that are on it, we see it as an extension of the pulpit to minister and and the teachers on Calvary Live and and I'm you know just to hear your testimony makes it worth it right there 
um, and uh, to hear how you're touched by the Word of God and how you're touched by His truth. And Eric, the Lord has so much for you. And you talked about how you have your everything's new right now because that's true. When we give our lives to the Lord, behold, all things become new. We're a new creature in Christ. And he has so much for you, Eric, and I want to pray for you. But, you know, you're working, you're doing the right thing. And um, and I'm so blessed to hear that you're working, you're washing dishes. That God is pleased with that. And um, I always tell guys, there's, you know, God wants us to work, and you're eating, and he's providing for you. But he has more for you, Eric. Stay close to him. Keep listening to Grace FM. Keep taking in the Word of God, and um, I'm just thrilled to hear that you've been blessed uh, by the ministry, but, you know, the Lord is the one that's working in your heart, and He wants to, and He wants to grow you, and I'm going to pray for your Bible study. I think that's so good. God is so good, isn't He? And, you know, Pastor, He is. He is. And I just want to let you know that I, when I got out of jail a month ago, I started going to Calvary uh, Chapel in here in Fort Collins with Dave Pierce, David yeah. Pierce, and it has been such a blessing. I, I literally cry every worship because my heart has been changed. Yeah, and you're going to be well taken care of uh, by Pastor Dave and Angel and the congregation over there. Um, what a blessing it is. And Eric, I just appreciate you calling in and the encouragement, and I want to pray for you and God has so much for you, and, and you're in a good place. You're in a good place where you're going to keep growing, and you're going to be loved. And, uh, and you know, he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So, Father, I pray for Eric. I, I hear his testimony, and it, it just um, it touches my heart deeply that you can take anyone who has hit rock bottom and you can bring them out of the miry pit, even as David would write in the Psalms. And for Eric, uh, Lord, I pray that you would just keep working in his life, that he would keep working hard. Um, I pray that you would just grow him in this Bible study that he's doing there at the um, at the Larimer County uh, Halfway House um, Alternative Services. Lord, that he would be able to just teach and be used of you and Lord, that um, in those times where perhaps he might feel discouraged, that he would know that you love him and you have such a wonderful life for him and that you want to do uh, an incredible work in his life just as you're doing now. And I just pray that you would bless him in every way. I pray for the congregation at, at Calvary Fort Collins, for David and Angel. I thank you for them and their love and how they've poured into that community for over 20 years now. And, and I just pray that Eric would uh, be blessed by the congregation and that um, as he is loved and taught, uh, that it would be a benefit um, to him and um, everyone that he gets to minister to. So, Lord, I just lift Eric up to you um, to, to continue to do a mighty work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Pig. Thank you, Eric. God bless you. You too, sir. You have a great evening. You too. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Those are the calls that we really enjoy and are blessed and and our encouragement. Hey, if you guys up there in the Fort Collins area, David Pierce, Fort 
Collins Calvary Chapel, you'll be tremendously blessed. And and um, he's been such a neat brother and a good friend to me and Sue, and and uh, so appreciate his ministry. So, uh, Eric, you are in a good place. Uh, and you know the neat thing about radio, uh, which is so uh, much of a, a a blessing to know that uh, those who are in um, you know incarcerated can hear Grace FM and. They need the Word of God, and they need the love of Jesus Christ. So it's a blessing to hear that, that we're reaching those uh, in those areas. And I know Pastor Ed has shared uh, a vision of, of getting the radio station extended down there uh, to Canyon City in that area. And that what a tremendous, powerful ministry that would be. So keep that in prayer. Pray for Grace FM. Pray for your Christian radio station. And I just want to take a moment here to say, you know, support Grace FM. Uh, those of you listening on Truth and, and Hope FM on the East Coast, support those radio stations. But I, I think that Christian radio is is such a powerful tool for God to reach people with the gospel. And Grace FM covers 80% of the population in Colorado, gets into southern Wyoming, and, and gets about 25-30% of the population in Wyoming with Laramie and Cheyenne. And so... Support your local radio. Support Grace FM. Pray about you know the radio station getting down. I know Pastor Ed has shared that with us as pastors, getting down in the Canyon City so we can get into the jails and into the prisons down there because Jesus loves them and they need to hear the gospel as well. So thank you, Eric. Appreciate your call. Hey, we got a little bit of time before we uh, head to break still. So let's go to let me see where I'm at uh, as we have. I believe an open line, but 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Dan and Parker. Hi, Dan. Hello. How, you How are you? Good. How I'm are you? I'm good. Um, so good. I've been debating with a buddy at church about the law and grace, and he's taking the position that the law is done away with, and we're under grace now. I told him... Well, I don't really know if it works that way because the law is there to show us that we're guilty and that we need a Savior. So as far as I could tell, we need, let's say, the 613 laws to be in place because when I break one of those laws, that's how I sin. Then when I go to Christ or when I go to the Father in prayer and I ask for forgiveness for my sins, it's for breaking one of those laws. So then Jesus' blood pays for that sin when I ask for forgiveness because I ask him for forgiveness. So I just assume that the law still has to be in place to show me that I'm guilty to need a Savior to save me, but I don't know how to explain it to him or how to point to it better in Scripture. You know, I try to point to him that, you know, Christ came to pay for the penalty of sin. He didn't come to remove the law. Right. You know, and the penalty of sin is death, but... I didn't know how else to to word it, you know, and I was trying to explain them. Like, I get before Christ died, we used to have the sacrificial system, and animals had to die, but we no longer have to do that anymore. Now when I go to the Father in prayer, Christ is the sacrifice. But you, I don't know, you know how... Yeah, it, and I know what he's saying. He's saying that we're under grace and we're no longer under the law, um, I, I think a good way to explain this to him is maybe go to the book of Romans and 
you know, the book of Romans, the book of Galatians as well. Galatians is called the mini Romans and explain to him there's a purpose of the law. There's nothing wrong with the law. Um, Paul writes in Romans chapter 7, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? He says, certainly not, on the contrary. And it goes. he says, right along what you were saying, um, Dan, that um, the, the, I would not have known sin except through the law. Um, so he, there's a purpose of the law. And the law isn't to save us because none of us can be saved through the law. There's nothing wrong with the law. It is God's perfect standard. The problem is us. The problem isn't the law. The problem is you and me. We can't keep the law. So in chapter 7, Paul says that, that we are no longer married to the law. He says we're free from the law. Um, he gives that example of a woman who has a husband bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives, but if the husband dies, she's released from the law. So then while her husband lives, she marries another man. She'll be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she's free to marry that. He's making a point. He says, therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you be, may be married to another, to him who has raised us from the dead. So we're dead to the law. We're dead to sin. That's Romans chapter 6. Should we continue in sin that you know, grace abounds. He says, no, we're dead to sin. We're dead to the law so that we can be free to be joined to another, to Jesus Christ. And chapter 8 speaks about that, how we don't walk after the flesh. We walk after the spirit. We have the spirit of adoption, not of fear, that we can cry out, Abba, Father. And and so, um, you know, that's important for people to realize. The law can't save us. The law is good, it's God's standard, but we can't keep it. So the purpose of the law, it just as you said, Dan, um, is that the point is to Jesus Christ, a schoolmaster. And it's important to, um, I I think sometimes Christians think, well, um, you know, the law or his commandments, his precepts, his truth, we can just ignore it and live any way that we want. The Lord didn't save us so we can live any way that we want. Um, He saved us so we can live for him. And that's why Paul, in that section of chapters 6, 7, and 8 of Romans, talks about sanctification, you know, um, because there are those who will come along and say, well, Paul, you're just saying we live in grace. We can live any way that we want. And what was the purpose of the law then? And, And he answers that. And same in the book of Galatians. He does the same thing. So I, I think that's the route that I would go. And because uh, we're not, we're freed from the law. We're not married to the law. We're, we're, we're joined to Jesus Christ. And I think that's so very important for us. And again, that the laws are tutored to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. And then after faith has come, we are no longer under a, a tutor. So, there's a purpose of the law, and I think that's something that he needs to understand. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Yeah. Have a good day. God, you too. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And um, we had a, a Bianca called. Uh, she's not on the air, but she asked a prayer request for her mom. 
and uh, have an oral surgery Wednesday. So I want to throw that in before we do go to break. And Father, I pray for Bianca uh, as um, we know her, and we just pray for her mom who's going to have some surgery on Wednesday. We pray that the surgery would go well. It would benefit and help her, you know, exactly why she needs to have it. But there would be healing that would be brought to her through the surgery, be with the surgeon, everybody involved. And I pray for a quick recovery. So I just pray that you would just touch her, bless her, be with Bianca as she ministers to her mom. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we're going to be right back after the break, but give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number of call. I believe we have uh, an open line. So love to talk to you. And we'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are listening to Calvary Live. Welcome to the second half of the show. You just heard those numbers that you can be on the air. We got an open line, so grab it. We got plenty of time uh, as we'll go to the phone lines in just a minute. And that text line, 720-336-0897. And uh, be safe as you text. Uh, I just want to pass along very quickly here that tomorrow here at Calvary Greeley that we have a, a family fall night uh, where we're going to have games, we're going to have a maze, we're going to have uh, you know, uh, crafts for the kids. It's for all the family. We'll have snacks. The coffee shop will be open. So we want to invite you uh, out to Calvary Chapel Greeley tomorrow from 4 to 6 o'clock in the afternoon. It's going to be a beautiful fall day here. And so family fall night here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, you are all welcome to that. And then on Sunday morning, we're going to continue in our study of First Timothy, so First Timothy uh, chapter 5, and it's going to be a really important study because Paul's talking about how we treat one another in the, in the you know, body of Christ, uh, how we treat church members. And he uses terms mother and father and sister and brother. And the thing I want to emphasize and we need to understand, we are a family, uh, even uh, you that are listening, we are one family, one body in Christ. And uh, it is more than, oh, I belong to Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm a member of Calvary Chapel Greeley or a member of the church that you belong to. Man, we're a family. And, And that means that we are to treat each other as family. And what does that mean? And so we're going to talk about that, the benefit and blessing of being in the house of God, belonging to a family. I know that perhaps some of you, that the idea of family does bring up some negative things and and, uh, thoughts and, and hurts that you've gone through, and I'm so sorry for that. But the Lord desires for us to to be a family in Christ, the family of God, and it's such a blessing and a benefit to belong to. So we're going to be emphasizing that and looking at that very important study. And I just want to encourage you, if you don't belong to a church or you're in fellowship with others, and I know that some of you, maybe you can't for whatever reason, health reasons or you're shut in, uh, but try to belong to a, a, a church, a family of God, as much as you can. And so we want you to 
be blessed by that. And of course, the commandment is given in Hebrews, don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together. And and so um, there's a reason why the church is here. And especially, listen, the world is mean. The world is mean out there and is getting worse. And you need a place where you're loved and you're encouraged and prayed for and you're growing in the Word of God. And so I uh, just want to pass that along and encourage you uh, to be in the house of God this weekend, a good place where you're getting good, sound doctrine and uh, and being loved by the brethren. Well, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and uh, we do have an open line, but we are going to, in the meantime, go to Joe in Lafayette. Hi, Joe. Hi, Pastor. Uh, yeah, Thanks was, for uh, holding. Uh, you bet. Yeah. I was uh, wondering about, I've got a 14-year-old daughter, and uh, I've been trying to reach her, and I was, uh, I guess, I'm asking you a couple questions here, like, okay. you know, what are the things maybe I can say to her, or do you think maybe, uh, you know, uh, some, maybe there's some books there that you know, I could get her interest with, because uh, uh, I think it's pretty, uh, I mean, I don't think she resists listening to me, but then on the other hand, it doesn't really seem like she she's interested either, you know. So uh, I, I don't know where to go with it sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I chuckle with you because high I, school, you know, uh, you know just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I raised four kids, so I I I I know a little bit what you're talking about. So. Um, you know, uh, it, it is hard to get them when you talk to them to think about, you know, reading their Bibles. Right, Joe? And I, I assume that's what you're wanting her to do, read yeah, her Bible. I mean, I, well, he, she doesn't, well, just to give you a background, she doesn't live with me. Uh-huh. Um, she lives with her mother. You know, it was one of those uh, kind of uh, messy divorces. But in other words, what I'm really what I'm getting at is I don't get that. You know, I, I I don't get that at home. Hey, you know, let's let you know, I don't get yeah. really those opportunities. Sure. Right, right. And you, yeah. you know, one of the things I think Joe that helped because it's interesting. I got a call earlier this week as somebody who um, wanted to know how to encourage their fourteen-year-old son. Um, and uh, you know, that's a tough age. Fourteen years, they're just coming out of you know, middle school, going into high school. Uh, there's so much impressions on them. And, and then with your situation, it makes it a little bit more challenging. But I would, Joe, start with just talking to her, just the father-daughter talk about, you know, what the Lord means to you. Uh, re, you know, just a few verses that you share with her and and how the Lord has touched your heart with those verses, how they've been applied in her life. And then, you know, you might even get her a Bible if you haven't done this before, um, and that is um, a New Living Translation because it's easier for them to understand. And just encourage them and then be praying for them. Um, you know, the saying up here that we have up here in, 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 you know, this is a rural area up here in Greeley, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, Right. And you can encourage her and pray. Just keep talking to her about the things of the Lord and the goodness of the Lord. Just love her. 
and, you know, take it and just, you know, you might get a New Living Translation open and say, you know, the Lord showed me this. I want to read it to you. And, okay. and uh, you know, just encourage her. I don't know if she's in a youth group or in church, but they will. I, I've talked to my own kids. I've talked to youth kids, and it's just like they're staring right past you. And Right. But here's the thing that I've learned, Joe, that they are listening more than you think. Okay. And they're they're perceptive and just to very gently, very compassionately just encourage her. You know, remind her the Lord loves her and the Lord has a wonderful plan for her. And um okay. I you know, here's here's some verses that the Lord has shown me and they may look at you like deer in the headlights, but they're listening. <laughs> they're they're listening. Just keep loving her. Yeah, you know, almost nine years, so maybe that's it. That's yeah. putting me off, you know. But uh, yeah, we'll just, 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 just keep uh, keep better. Uh, yeah, but. and just keep encouraging her in that. And I think you know, Joe, that's really what I try to do with. I, I think the great neglect with among Christians is just a daily reading of the Word of God and being in their Bibles. And so I always try to encourage. I think my congregation is probably, okay, Pastor Jeff, once again, saying, read your Bible every day. But you don't have to just keep pushing and pressing. Just share what the Lord has shown you. And, you know, here's the interesting thing. Here's a verse, and, and I want I just feel like the Lord maybe is telling me to give you this verse, because I was sharing it with the congregation in a teaching uh, not long ago. But in Exodus chapter 32 Uh, In verse 34, the Lord is speaking to Moses and says, Now therefore go lead the people to the place which I have spoken to you. And if you really want to be effective in in leading your daughter, then the Lord has to be speaking to you. And I think that's a word for any parent that's out there, grandparent, anyone who's ministering to others. Listen, how are you going to be able to, to show people where to go if the Lord isn't showing you through the Word of God. And I know the most effective thing for me, like when Sue, my wife, you know, she'll say, you know, this is what the Lord showed me in the Word. My my ears go up. I it just There's this attention that I give to that, and you can do the same thing. This is what the okay. Lord has shown me. And just keep gently, very, you know, um, you know, very consistently telling her of the importance of the Word of God because there's so many voices that are out there. Wash her with the water of the Word and keep doing that and get her a good Bible. Say, hey, I just wanted to give you this Bible. You know, encourage her. You know, if you can read through the Psalms. But, um, you know, it's going to bring comfort to you. Uh, the Proverbs, whatever. You know, if she's in a group, a youth group, uh, to be in a youth group that's teaching the Word of God, and um, and just keep praying for her. Pray, 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 uh, because our young oh. people are, there's too many voices out there. Right, yeah, that's a, that's a scary thing. I guess uh, what panics me about, not really panics me, but, uh, you know, because I know, you know, Jesus is, yeah. you know, he'll find a way, but, you know, yeah. until then, yeah. i, I got to try to fight that off, you know, fight those yeah. things off uh, from, well, you know, yeah, and I, I think, I think her interest is going to be, 
is going to increase in um it's going to touch her more when she's when she sees how dad is being touched by the word of god and and you know the word of god is alive and powerful joe and as you're sharing that with her it's going to begin to pierce her heart as well that's why folks it's so so important to be in the word of god and share that with your kids share that with your family because it's alive and it's powerful there's there's no power in hype in entertainment and storytelling and all of that but there is power in the gospel and there's power in the word of god and share that with her and you know this is what the lord spoke to me and and just keep giving her the word and encouraging her that she can as well so lead the people to the place that i have spoken to you and as the lord is speaking to you you can lead her and guide her in that way where you know you can give her truth and speak truth into her life so hopefully that's an encouragement to you joe yeah, no, no, no that helps me yes that's very much i can appreciate I, can your I, time on absolutely and i appreciate your call can i can i pray for you Father, I pray for Joe and and being a father and being a parent in these days, especially with teenagers, it can be very challenging because they're being pulled into the world uh, by all the different voices that are out there, all the different temptations that are out there. And Lord, I just pray that you give Joe just wisdom in ministering to his daughter, the time that he has, the time that's limited, that that Lord, that he would uh, be able to share with her the things that you're showing him through the word to be able to encourage her to um, to be in the Word herself. I pray for his daughter. I pray that you would touch her heart and and take the Word and, and pierce her heart with it, that she would grow to just know you more, to have a love for your Word. Lord, I just pray for this family, that you would work. Pray for Joe. Help him be the father, the loving father that leads and guides his daughter. Um, as he is in the Word of God, as he's looking to you um, to show him how to lead his daughter. So, Lord, I just pray that you would bless Joe. I I know he loves his daughter because otherwise he wouldn't have called. And I just pray that you would just um, guide him in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Joe. God bless you, Pastor. Uh, Thank you for... uh, answer my question. Thanks. Absolutely. You have a great weekend. All right. 303-690-3000. I think that we have a couple open lines, so we got plenty of time in the show. Um, and uh, we'd love to be able to talk to you uh, and encourage you and bless you with the Word of God and prayer. Um, so give me a call, 303-690-3000. Text line is 720-336-0897. I'm Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley with you this afternoon as we have a, about 14 minutes left. But let's go to Robert in Larimer County. Hi, Robert. Robert, you there? Robert wanted prayer. Let me see. Robert dropped. He'd been holding for a little bit. Hey, Robert, sorry about that, but I'm going to go ahead and pray for for his wife and um, and uh, for you guys to continue in the Word um, as you guys are newer Christians. And so, Father, I pray for Robert. I just pray that you would 
be with him and his wife as they are making a commitment to be in the Word of God, just what we talked about, and that you would help them to stay in the Word. Um, and as new Christians, that uh, they would grow, because we know that is the means to grow, is through the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. They would uh, renew their minds with the Word of God, uh, that they would grow, therefore, taking in the meat of the Word as they uh, just learn of you, as they learn truth. Lord, just help them to be committed to do that. And Lord, just bless them. Uh, Lord, I thank you for their desire to know you more, to be in your word, to know truth. And so, Lord, just keep them, bless them, help them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, that's a great, great prayer request. And I would encourage you that are out there listening that, hey, that you keep in the Word of God is so important and, and read your Bibles. And I know that's kind of something that I've been talking about here over the last couple minutes here, but it's so vital. There's, there's no other shortcut to growing, folks. You've got to know the Word of God, and especially with the voices that are out there today that will lead you astray. And I've always said to my congregation, if you don't know the truth, you're going to face a lie. So be in the Word of God. We'll be praying for you. Uh, sorry you dropped. Robert had to, but uh, we're going to in, in continue to pray for you. Call back. Let us know how it's going. Your Bible reading. Love to continue to encourage you. Let's go to Talia in Denver. Talia? Yes. How are Hi, you? Pastor. Oh, How I'm are okay, you Pastor. How are you? Good. I'm good. <laughs> good. Um, my question is, I also have a request for myself, but my question is, how do you know if it is a test from the Lord or if you're truly being attacked by Satan? Is there any way that you're able to tell the difference? I think mostly through the Word of God. Um, the Lord will test you. The enemy will tempt you. And what he's going to do is he's going to tempt you into sin. He's going to tempt you into that which is false. The Lord will test us. And um, and James talks a little bit about that. You know, Abraham was tested in Genesis 22. Uh, it says that the Lord tested Abraham and said, Take my son, my, my uh, only son, um, take your only son Isaac, whom you love, and offer him as a sacrifice on the mountain that I will show you. So he was tested in that, and we go through times of of testing. And he says this in James chapter one, and you might read through it and kind of pray through it as well. Um, that there is a testing of faith. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect or that is complete, mature is what it means, lacking nothing. So the Lord, we go through those times of testing, but it's so that God can do a work in us. And then he goes on to say, James in chapter 1, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So Talia, here's the thing. Somebody comes in my office and says, I think God is testing me. Um, I should divorce my wife, and I want to marry somebody that I work with. That's not God testing them. 
that is Satan tempting them because that's to do evil. We know what God's word has to say. So that's the difference. Um, but the Lord will test us, test our faith. So there's a work of endurance. There's a work of, of, um, of maturity that's taken place, um, that he's growing us and, and he's showing us his character, his faithfulness. Uh, he's showing us that his word is true. So that's the big difference. Okay. Does that help? Yes, it does. And I also would like prayer requests, please. Absolutely. Um, so, I should say I have a prayer request. Yeah, um, go ahead. Okay. So with that being said, um, I feel like I have been through so much. I've, I've talked to you guys before, um, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm constantly going through a lot. After getting out of one health scare, now another one has popped up. And... Um, you know, it's 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 marriage, it's it's a job, it's you know finances, it's you know it's everything that has pretty much come against me. And like I said, once I got out of one, then something else came about. So I just wonder, you know, am I being, you know, kind of tested? Am I just what? Because you know, it seems like it's just. All at once, it's just too much. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? And it's overwhelming. And, you know, Talia, it's it's like, it seems like we can go from one trial to the next. But I want you to know this, that, that God is with you, and God's word is true to you, and, and that he loves you, and uh, you keep looking to him. And, and during this testing of your faith, because you can think, Oh Lord, you know why all this? Why, you know, why am I going through this? And and it just seems like one thing after another. And I want to remind you, and then I'm going to pray for you, of Romans chapter eight, that that Paul says something very important because we can think something's wrong with me or or whatever. He said, "Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution, famine or nakedness?" He says. Uh, sword, perils, you know, you're going through perils, you're going through tribulation, you're going through distress, all of that. He says, yet in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. He loves you, and there's nothing that's going to separate you from his love, not the distress, the famine you're in, the the tribulations that you're going through. He still loves you, and his word's still true for you. So, Father, I pray for my sister. I just pray that as she's had difficulties in her health, in finances, in her marriage, Lord, it just seems like one trial after another, and it can be so overwhelming. And I just pray that she would sense your presence, that you would just strengthen her, that you would show yourself strong on her behalf in all these areas, that, Lord, that she would know you love her and your word is true for her and that she would look to you, and that she would draw close to you and hide under the shadow of your wings, Lord. And, um, you know, there's these times where uh, we wonder, but she would not doubt your love for her, and that you would work, and that you would minister your comfort to her, work in every area of these lives. And as there's a testing of her faith that comes through trials and difficulties, that, Lord, that um, you would produce patience, 
Let patience have its perfect work, um, that she may just know you more. And as she lacks wisdom, that she would ask of you, that you give um, liberally and without reproach. And, and Lord, I just pray that you would really work in her life. And so we just lift up our sister to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor. Hey, you keep in touch, okay? Okay. Okay, God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. It's such a privilege to pray with people. And, and I know that some of you that are listening, that uh, that you're going through tribulation. You're going through a testing. Um, you're going through trials. And the, the love of God will never be separated from you. Because the first thing we think is when we go through times like that is, Lord, do you love me? He loves you. He will never stop loving you. And if you ever doubt the love of God, look to the cross. And if Jesus loved you then to go to the cross, and that's why he went, to die for your sins, that he loves you now. And and his love will not be separated from you. You keep looking to him, draw close to him, because the tendency is we begin to doubt, and then the enemy comes in and starts you know, accusing us and uh, condemning us and all of this. You stay close to the Lord. Don't f- pull away from the Lord. Draw close to the Lord. And that's a great reminder for all of us. Well, we do want to go to Laurel um, in Arvada. Laurel? Hi, Pastor Jeff. Did I say that right? Yep, you did. Yeah. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Um, Good. I was listening a little earlier and heard uh, Joe's phone call. And I just wanted to um, share a testimony of the power of God's Word to okay. help our children. Sorry, okay. it makes me emotional. Yeah. Um, I know, I know it is, but we got about five minutes, so go okay. ahead. Okay, I'll make it brief. Um, my middle son, um, who um, is over 30 now, um, has struggled with addiction for many years, and uh, so he ended up coming back to our house, uh, to our home, uh, about five years ago, and just, you know, was not doing well. But I would read my Bible every morning. Sometimes he would come out, and I'd say, can I read? Can I read when I'm, you know, can I read this to you? And little by little, God worked on his heart. It wasn't like he didn't know um, the Word or anything. Um, But anyway, he is a walking miracle now. Um, Praise God. Yep. The Word of God changed him, and he started memorizing the Psalms, and his life is completely changed, completely Mm. changed. And like I said, Laurel, I said there's power in the Word of God. There's power in the Gospel, and that's what we need to give people. And it all started because you were sharing Scripture. Yep, yeah. Yeah, and and it wasn't like I forced him. I just said, "Do you want to hear what I'm reading today?" Mm. And uh, God, Thank you. God changed him. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a great encouragement to a lot of people that are listening. That not only to Joe, but to others that we want to reach our kids and just very gently just say, "Hey, I want to share with you what God, you know, and read a verse and let the Word of God pierce their hearts and do its work." And sometimes we think we got to come up with some big you know, uh, philosophical, you know, kind of um, 
deal or, you know, how can I relate or all of this. Just give them the undefiled, pure word of God, just like what you did, and let it do its work and praise God. It, it, you know, your son, it changed his life, walking with the Lord, memorizing scripture. We need the word of God. So I thank you for that testimony. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you for letting me share. Absolutely, and thank you for sharing that. Okay. God bless God you. Bless you too. Hey, that's a good note to end on here as we end the work week, and uh, what a blessing to hear that. And, you know, give your kids the Word of God. Sometimes we think we got to come up with, you know, got to be cool or entertaining or we got to come up with some philosophy of life. Just give them the Word of God. Share with them the love of Jesus Christ and with others that are linked to you in your life. And make sure, even as I read from, you know, that scripture in Exodus chapter 32, Moses, lead the people to the place which I've spoken to you. And you're not going to be able to lead to where people go, your kids, your grandkids, the people you care about, until the Lord's speaking to you. So he's going to speak to you through the word of God as you're seeking him and then be able to share that with others and let the word of God do its work. Um, and it's powerful. Hey, be in the house of God this weekend. Be in fellowship. Continue reading your Bibles. Continue listening to Christian Radio, the Grace FM. So much of a pleasure to be with you guys. Looking forward to when we're with you again next time. God bless you, and have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.